Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Comic Book Commute Podcast. I am your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast you listen to on your commute during my commute. So I'm going to get on the road now. At the moment, I, uh, I'm at... Um, so I teach at a couple of uh, colleges, uh, three different campuses, and right now I'm at the San Isidro campus uh, here in California. And uh, I'm done here, and I, now I've got to get up to Kearney Mesa. I'm going to take the 5, and then the 163, and then I'm there. But we're here to talk about comics. So the topic that I have in mind at the moment is um, the concept of what's old is new. So in previous episodes, I've mentioned that I've been collecting comics since uh, 1987 or so. And it was first Spider-Man comics. So I was collecting Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man. Oh, they even had Marvel Tales with a bunch of Spider-Man reprints. And then um, I never got into the Spider-Man series, which was by Todd McFarlane, when they gave him carte blanche to do what he wanted. Um, So that was at about 1990, 91 or so. And I didn't, uh, I kind of then fell off of Spider-Man at that time. Um, so I was collecting amazing Spider-Mans from about uh, number 291 to around 333. So a few years. And then things are kind of hazy about what I did between, I would say, 91, 92 to... 94 or so because I don't quite remember collecting comics at that time. I got to look back at my collection. Um, and then I started with Image Comics. So I got uh, Darkhawk. I remember getting everything about Darkhawk. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Darkhawk was Marvel. Um, no, wait. Yeah, Dar- Darkhawk. Because there was. No, Shadowhawk, that's what it was. Darkhawk was the Marvel comic character from the early 90s. This young guy that got this power, and then he, this armor would wrap around him, and he had powers. Uh, That was Darkhawk. I'm talking about Shadowhawk. That was Images Vigilante, African-American character. Uh, and political issues in it and all of that stuff. But um, my point of this uh, episode is about what's old is new. Uh, Because now I've uh, browsed through the comic shops and I see a lot of returns to the 90s. I see a lot of comics being resurrected from the 90s. Now, Spawn has always been around. It's got more than 250 issues. So that's a that's a long-running uh, book that's still around. 
Same with the Savage Dragon, still being published. But um, several several books that were published at that time in the '90s have come kind of come and come and gone, and they've come back again. For example, I've seen a uh, Solar Man of the Atom series at the moment. I'm pretty sure Solar is older from probably the 60s or the 70s. Originally, I believe it was a gold key comic book, uh, or maybe Dell. And uh, I remember there was a resurrection of that in the 90s, I believe under Valiant Comics, or maybe Malibu, but I believe Valiant. And it was around in the 90s for a few years and then kind of went away. And now in the 2010s, I see Solar on the shelves again. So I never read Solar. I kind of like the look of the character, like a red skin-tight outfit. Uh, and he had some sort of visor that was sort of like Cyclops, or a version of Cyclops from the X-Men. And he, had, he could fly and stuff and had uh, powers of the atom somehow. So Solar is a book that's been resurrected. Uh, another one that comes to mind is Evil Ernie. Now, my brother was really into Evil Ernie at the time. The biggest claim to fame about that series is that was where uh, a lot of the bad girls of the 90s... Well, what I mean is Lady Death was a character that came from the pages of Evil Ernie. And then that led to a lot of the, uh, a lot of the bad girl craze of comics in the 90s which I would say Lady Death, <clears throat> Lady Demon, Purgatory, uh, Dawn, uh, Warrior Nun, Ariella, etc. So the 90s had, a, had a, 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 a bunch of those types of comics where it was very sexy girls, uh, kicking ass, and um, they had their own series and so forth. But Evil Ernie uh, was late 80s but I think they really hit their stride in the 90s so first to my knowledge Evil Ernie started with Eternity Comics that imprint and then um, Chaos Comics after it got enough traction uh, Brian uh, Pulido um, founded his own comic company Chaos and did Evil Ernie several different versions of of that and so as I said my brother was the one that was more into it he was collecting them I remember a couple of interesting gimmick covers here and there there was one where it was a, I believe it was a fold-out cover it was a gatefold cover and when you fold it out you would see it was like three sheets uh, and it was Ernie in a coffin it was really cool uh, and to my knowledge what evil Ernie is about is uh, a kid that was really tormented growing up just abused by his family and picked on at school and stuff and no one defended him and he just gained so much hatred in his soul and he had like mental problems or something or and, and he was then studied at a mental institute and 
he had some sort of psychic powers or, or something and then Lady Death came to him and said like I'll give you powers if you if you worship me and so he did and he got these powers just like these weird psychic powers he became like this undead kind of creature and he could control he could re resurrect you know corpses and so forth and he then basically went around to murder the whole world that was his quest he felt so much pain that it was like no one else will feel anything more and he went on a quest to just kill everything and everyone and there were various superheroes he was very much an anti-hero uh, that was a comic that was out in the 90s and then it had a spin-offs like Lady Death and so forth and those characters are back uh, Lady Death never really went away I've always kind of seen that book being published throughout the years and there's a current one going on too I think it's Lady Death and Vampirella Lady Death and Dawn so Lady Death is still around but Evil Ernie I just saw that they've got a new series so that's by Dynamite Publishing, Dynamite Comics. I don't know the creative team behind it, but I bought the first issue and I'm actually gonna mail it off to my brother because uh, he might get a kick out of it. Like I said, he used to collect them. I don't know if he still got them. When he moved out, he he took several, several books from several comics and collectibles and stuff when we were collecting them together. Um, I should interview him for this podcast sometime. But uh, I bought that for him, and I'm going to send it off to him and see what he thinks. So, uh, speaking of that type of um, comic coming back, uh, as I said, Lady Death's always been around. Uh, Lady Demon has a new series, also from Dynamite. And I don't know anything about the character, except that it's a sexy uh, demon girl with red skin and a nice tail. And um, I don't know what her story is at all, but she's got a new series out. Uh, that was another character from the 90s that I remember, and now she's back. Uh, as I've been saying, Dawn, uh, that character, I don't know anything about that character either, but she was part of the bad girls craze, I believe, in the 90s. Uh, I sort of remember the title of the book or something was Cry for Dawn. D-A-W-N, Dawn. And uh, she's a redhead. She feel, I feel like she's got plant powers or something because I always see her with plants. And she's back. She's got her own book again. Maybe her own book, but I know she's teaming up with some of these other characters. So what else have I seen that's back? There's also Lobo. Lobo has been around since the 90s but really the 90s were his heyday when he had a variety of series and after I moved away from Spider-Man in 1993 after visiting my first San Diego Comic Con I got free in my swag bag uh, it was uh, the Lobo comic uh, the Lobo convention special and it was a one shot of, of Lobo the main man visiting San Diego and laying waste and causing mayhem to the convention. So I got that for free. I thought it was super hilarious. The artwork was over the top, so funny, and the violence. And that got me started with Lobo. I'm like, what is this character? 
I want to get all his books and for a time I did so from like 93 to 96 I was really into Lobo I was picking up his regular series eventually I believe that went on to 75 issues I stuck around from about issue 1 to 25 a variety of one-shots uh, and mini-series. I also, before the main series, was collecting, for example, the, the four-part Lobo series with Simon Bisley. Uh, there's a podcast about, episode about Lobo. Uh, and uh, just a variety of artists working on Lobo and stories and really fun character. And he's always been around here and there after his own series ended. He popped up here and there throughout the DC universe. I've got a soft spot for Lobo. But in the 2000s, I never got anything more from him. So he came up a little bit during the 52 uh, storyline, which I never got into. But I, I got his issue where he meets Starfire and I guess Booster Gold and someone else. And he had a slightly different look, but he was still this tough guy, this biker, space biker. He had a different look, he had dreadlocks. He was all right, he looked all right. And then he kind of went away and then he came out in um, Blackest Night. Uh, no, actually afterward, uh, Brightest Day. And he fought, uh, what was that one? Atrocious or Atroticus, whatever his name is. Atrocious, Atrocious. Um, he fought him and you gotta read that one. Uh, his dog fights Dex Star, the Red Lantern that's like basically an evil cat that barfs on you, acid, and he's a Red Lantern. But anyway, uh, after he came out there, he, uh, and after the New 52 uh, came out and a reimagining of all the classic DC characters, they were going to do the same thing for Lobo. And I saw this uh, concept art that set the internet aflame because they were going to reimagine Lobo as um, a pretty boy, as a thin, nice-looking um, character, you know, the classic uh, white, bluish skin. But he was thin, he was cut, he was good-looking. He had, like, weird patterns on his face that were kind of, like, glowing. And so people were like, WTF, this is not Lobo. And then, of course, because there's a problem um, with uh, the treatment of, uh, of women and minorities in, in, in comics and the, that it's not as inclusive as it could be, uh, the internet piled on the lady that was going to write the, the new Lobo story. And so... Um, she was not the one to, to pile the hate on, of course. She was writing the story, but she did not design the character. She had to come out and defend herself and say, Hey guys, I'm, I'm going to be writing Lobo, but I'm going to really do a good job on it, and he's going to be brutal, and so forth. So she had nothing to do with the art. But I did not like the proposed redesign of Lobo, and I never really paid attention to it. And it came out in 2013, I, I guess and um, never noticed. Then I was at the uh, uh, comic shop recently 
and I said, oh look, there's the new Lobo series. I guess they did go to Pretty Boy Lobo. And by the time I saw that that series was out, they were on issue two and three and, and four, I guess. And I was like, oh, well, I missed number one. Oh, well. But uh, I, uh, I'm on a... I, I'm on Google Plus. I love Google Plus. I, I really like it as a as my favorite social network, and especially the communities aspect. You can connect with cool people on a topic. So I'm on the comic book community. It's got twenty thousand members, and uh, it come up. It came up here and there uh, about the new Lobo, and I actually put a put a poll there asking who do you prefer, the '90s Lobo or the 2010s Lobo, and like. 80% preferred the the 90s Lobo and people were saying they, they don't like the new Lobo they don't like its his style and his backstory and all of that and I was on board although I never read it so I wasn't really in a position to talk smack so I posted hey you know I'm going to give it a try I'm going to buy the first four issues of Lobo I found them on Amazon I'm going to buy them and I'm going to read them and then I can have a real opinion so uh, I found issues one through four on Amazon. Someone was selling them pretty cheap, you know, a dollar, dollar twenty-five or whatever, rather than regular price three ninety-nine. So I bought them the first four issues. Um, I'm not liking the covers. They they just don't feel Lobo-esque. They they feel well. They just don't feel like Lobo. The story, okay. Spoiler alert to a certain degree. What you have to know early on, page one of the new Lobo series, well, actually page two. Page one, you see classic Lobo, 90s Lobo, um, sparring back and forth verbally with new Lobo. It's just their faces. And there's blood everywhere, and they're talking back and forth, and just hurling insults and so forth. Page two, big splash screen showing the new Lobo holding the head of the old Lobo, while the old Lobo's body is elsewhere in the frame. And basically, the new Lobo is saying, you're an imposter. You've, uh, you know, taken over, but I'm taking my place back. There can only be one Lobo. So he blasts imposter Lobo, quote-unquote, classic Lobo. He blasts him, and he fries him with enough gigajoules, as he says, that not even a real Zarnian, a full-blooded Zarnian, could regenerate from that. And then we see his skull, old Lobo's skull, on the floor, and the issue starts off. So that's what you need to know. This new Lobo, pretty Lobo, is the real Lobo, and he killed the old imposter. So the Lobo we've known for since 1982 has uh, been an imposter. And this new Lobo uh, used to be some sort of guard on Zarnia. And there was some catastrophe. Everyone died. And he was in love with the princess. And he was her bodyguard. And now he's a bounty hunter. And he's been hired to to take out eight guys that are trying to destroy the earth and he's got three sidekicks that are saddled upon him that he grudgingly um, 
takes with him. One of them is a cute teenage girl who's a who's a hacker. Um, and it's like the old Lobo might have tolerated that for one page and then fragged them. But here they've already been with him for like two or three issues. And so these four issues, so far the main storyline has not wrapped up. And I'm I'm all for arcs and so forth, but you're introducing this new character, it's taking four issues so far, the main plot has not really been resolved yet, they're kind of stringing it along. The artwork is really nice, it's got that modern look to it that's very slick and polished and it's part of the big two, you know, the Marvel and DC, their style, it, it's very bright, it's shiny, it's really well drawn technically. It's not that interesting to look at, especially the new Lobo design. And this is its own podcast on its own, and I don't want to get much further into it, the getting off from the main topic. But I've completed my commute. I'm at work now. Time to get started, and it's time to wrap up the podcast. So this is VM Campos. See you next time, and drive safe.